Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another chef's meal. Uh, we have Brandon again coming in for a second two peat. Two peat is that a thing or a three peat is a yeah. three peat is the, the technical term for it. my guy. How you doing, bro? I'm doing good, man. Yeah? I'm doing good. Just got back from a little little mini vacation and worked out great, dude. Wow. How was your week, though? Week was good, man. Week was solid. I'm on vacation right now, so I'm literally just like dialing it in, man. Relax, creating content. Uh, nice. Not working, so it's amazing. Yeah, I saw the uh, what was it the the chicken wing video where you made buffalo wings. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm actually gonna post that on YouTube on uh, Friday, so it's gonna be it's gonna yeah. be dope, man. I'm I was really trying to troll people, but it didn't really work out, man. I was hoping oh. that people would get real upset, you know, because it's well, like a little baby. It's a little yeah, baby it's, wing, you know what I'm saying? Well, you French, uh, you know? Yeah, people, yeah. So basically, people. basically, yeah. It's a it's a technique I learned a long time ago. You know, Frenching the wing and. Um, um, basically it's for like past apps and canapes. A lot of people like chicken wings, believe it or not, but it makes it easier for the guests to eat. So we would go to the trouble of doing all of these. And then plus the best part about it is not my favorite part, but you don't get any cartilage. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you, you cut the cartilage out and, and this is so good for people. Like when you're like walking around with your glass of wine, you just want to eat the meat and, and be done with it. You know, one bite, one bite. That's the yeah. most real. Um, even yep. when I did a moose bouche, literally, if it's two yep. bites, like, nope, we're not doing it. Um, yeah. Just, yeah, man. I, I was all for yeah. it. I'm like, oh, you made a little. He went through the trouble of doing the Frenchies. Yeah, I know. But you know what? They're organic chicken wings. So, you know, obviously they're smaller, but people are used to the jumbo ass, uh, you know, factory farm wings. I don't blame so them, you know, really big but I was, hope, oh. I was hoping I could troll some people. It didn't work out. I got a whole bunch of people in my tomato video, though. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the, um, I hate I where you made a foam. Yeah, I saw yeah. that one. Yeah, like you, you have to get people within the first three seconds. But I, yeah. but I messed up though because uh, there was somebody on my live, and I was explaining to my friend how I how I did. I was like, listen, in the first three seconds, you have to say something that's like super controversial, but you have to <laughs> entice people to comment. You know what I'm saying? If you don't entice people to comment, your your video is going to go to trash. And I, I don't know I if you've you. seen my page, but but you see the last like two weeks before that video, my video is super low views. So I'm like, all right, I got to do something to troll people. And I hate to say it, but like people in the comment section, they want to be right and they want to feel proud. So, <laughs> so yeah. As soon as Just that video started pop up, I'm like, yes. I'm like, oh, yes, I got him. And then, and then, yeah. And then somebody called, somebody commented and was like, yo. You know, he said that just to make you guys comment, right? And I'm like, damn. I'm like, bitch, you were in my live, weren't you? You were in my live. So it's pretty funny. Yo, my boy Chico, but, uh, what's up? How are you, man? Up, oh, by Chico? the way, I, I don't know if you knew, Brandon. Um, So the, the whole thing is interactive. So whoever comments on our Facebook uh, post right now, you oh, can okay. see all their comments, uh, which is pretty Cool, man. Pretty what's sick. up, Chico? What up, Chico? What up, homie? But yeah, man. Um, I, so let's get into some of the business, but I do, I do want to get your feelers out to this. Did you know, uh, there's uh, a crazy shortage on crab meat right now? Oh, really? Bro, let, let me, um, so to give you a perspective, two weeks ago, I was purchasing the jumbo lumps, uh, and these uh -huh. are the, the chicken of the sea brand. And it was just okay. about $28, $20. That's still a little pricey, yep. right? Today. Today, uh, $37. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, you're going to have to take rough. crab off the menu, bro. It is rough. You're going to take um, crab. Yeah, you're going to have to take it off the menu for a little bit. I know. Uh, last week, I had to, um, I was talking to Chef. I was like, hey, um, so we're out of crab meat. And we're, this is Thursday. We still got uh, a few more days to go. I'm like, the only other purveyor that has it is uh, Dairyland, which is Chef Works. Um, uh-huh. I was like, you want me to order it? He goes, how much is it? I was like, mm, you really want to know how much it is? He's like, yeah, it's $57 on their end. So we, um, we bit the little food cost for this week. We had to have it because it was in the menu. I can't just not have it. Oh, for okay. If it was like a Sunday, be like, nah, you know, we'll, we'll cut it. Yeah. We'll do a sub, yeah. but it was Thursday. I couldn't, I couldn't replace it, uh, regardless. But, um, but I mean, in terms of business wise, though, we had over, 40 more rezos over the weekend. So okay. I, I kind of makes up sort of, but yeah. we're, we're, we're talking Unfortunately, you know, food cost. Listen, and, and I hate to say it, it's going to get worse. You're not, you didn't have a, a chance. Was this um, local or is this uh, like the Vietnamese or Thailand crab? This is the Thailand crab. Yeah. Yeah. See, mm. that's, that's the problem, man. The, the, the price, I know exactly what's happening. It's inflation. Anything that's coming inflation. to America is getting charged. You're getting crazy prices. My mm -hmm. fish purveyor literally told me, he's like, 
chef, you do not want orating salmon right now. He's yeah. like, you want salmon from Canada right now. And I'm like, all right. Correct. Like, I, I totally get it, but it's all good. Mm-hmm. So crab meat, crazy in demand. Um, I managed to order a couple today for $30. Um, I can. Yeah. It's a pound. Um, so we'll, we'll run it this week. It just all depends if I can get it at the same price. Um, but it's just, this is, this is the issue, right? This is what people don't see, uh, when we're running Dude, a restaurant you, all week. Listen, all day. this is, this is, but this is the biggest problem. This is why so many corporations are able to get food for so cheap because they buy so much. They have so much freaking buying power. L- listen, my, when we had, we had the cloud kitchen in Jersey, like, dude. They Burger King like has bun racks of buns and my brother saw the invoice and they pay less, less than a dollar a dozen for these burger Mm -hmm. buns, bro. That's Mm -hmm. how, I mean, God knows how they're producing them, like where they're getting that wheat from. Like, and this is crazy, man, because like for chefs that are really actually trying to do good food, man, we pay the price, you know, we get, we get smacked on costs. It's not even funny. I mean, in chicken, I had to chicken. I took out um, midweek. I was like, chef, I'm not, we're not ordering chicken. We're running chicken wings. Uh, it's added on to, uh, one of our tuna dishes, um, and complimented. I'm like, uh, are we really paying? Was it, uh, $9.99 a pound for wings? My guy for wings. And yeah. I'm like, um, we're not. I know there's it. a, there's, there's a whole wing shortage, man. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. So it's all good. That is, um, it is what it is. And is, it's going to get worse is, too. It's going it to get, get worse. It's going to get a little worse gonna get worse that covid is um still happening and whole bunch yeah. of anything. But anyway. that's why I try, you, you know i'm an advocate for tr- trying to tell people to use the whole chicken use the mm-hmm. whole chicken this could cause if uh, you know what i'm saying if we focus on using the whole chicken you know you use the whole chicken you get your wings you get your breasts you get your thighs you know you eat the whole chicken throughout the week i'm telling you it would cause it would cause a lot less problems you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. Yeah, Chico's saying $143 for 40 pounds of wings right now. Um, God it's, damn. It's, it's pretty ridiculous. Uh, yeah. it, it just, there's, ugh, I don't know. There, there's only so much that you can take out off the menu to make it not. But anyway, different process altogether. Um, this is what I, I wanted to show you this. So remember last week when we were building the menu, right? Our little, uh-huh. our little thing. So chef approved it, uh, of my idea. Uh, obviously, you you gave the ingredients, but I'm like, chef, well, how about this? He's like, okay, we can make it work. He didn't like the squab idea, only because yeah. squab is twenty five dollars a pound right now. It's not too bad. Um, where where like, are you getting about? it from, though? Where are you where are you getting um, it from? We're getting D'Artagnan is our company that we're getting it from. Yeah, that's exactly why it's D'Artagnan <laughs> expensive as fuck, boy. I know, bro. Shit, man. But they get the primo stuff, my guy. So yeah, they do. They they do, but arguably you could get it from. You're paying for the name. You know what I'm saying? I try. To, I know. Listen, Dar- D'Artagnan's very expensive, but there's a lot of there's. Okay, I'm gonna hook you up with this lady in Pennsylvania. Um, I forgot what her name. Four Story Hills, I think. I think it is. Okay. Four Story Hills. You heard I of think it? I know. Four yeah, Story I think Hills. I heard of it. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I think I have a direct contact, but like you know, she slaughters and then she sends it. She ships it to you. Um, the thing is, is it's it's really negotiable, especially if you're ordering constantly. But uh, mm. it's definitely worth it. You know, her quails. I mean, nobody has better. Uh, like, well, I'm not. I don't know if it's squat. I gotta check. I'm not sure if it's squat. I think it's quail. I'm not sure. I gotta check. Mm. But either or, it just depends on the okay. price that we can give it. Uh, right now, we're using yeah. Muscovy duck, uh, which is here. Yeah. Though, but I'll show you the the recipe that we came up with. So we'll bring it up to the okay. screen. So I don't know if you can read that, but it's um it's a five spice marinade duck breast. Muscovy, of uh-huh. course, seared and finished in the oven. And I'm going to pair it with Spanish chorizo, uh, with celeriac mash. We're going to cut that into canals, uh, caramelized beet juice vinaigrette to, uh, to go with it. Parsnip fronds, I call it. Like if you run yeah. it into the stringer and you, you kind of fry that in. And then he really loved the, the, the sorrel idea. So the multicolored sorrel, yeah. gremolata ish. Uh, we're going to put that on it. And then batonets of parsnip and beets. To accompany nice. the dish all together. Nice. So, yeah, if, you, if you can get the if you can get the multicolor Sorel from Chef's Garden, I'm telling you, game changer. Mm, I already I messaged yeah. them. We're working on rates, um, but I'm also trying to get it from a local purveyor. Agri's are our mm. local over here. See if they have a multicolor okay. Sorel or even just the green ones. I'm okay with. But if I can get multis, obviously. That's, uh, yeah, it's really it really looks folly. It's really nice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, this is thanks to you, bro. So. 
congrats. This is your dish. I'm going to name it the Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got so a Brand- dope ass. Brandon's uh, duck, you know, or something like that. Or Right. Yeah. We'll see it. It's all good. Yeah, man. But yeah, so how would be how do we want to do the the overrated over underrated or however do you have any other things you want to discuss before we get into those? Um, no, I say I say we go into the list. Let's go ahead and get into it. Yeah, let's get into the list. Okay, so new segment um, called overrated and underrated or overrated. Was it a slash right? Overrated or underrated? Yeah. Um, Brandon, how do you feel about caviar? Overrated. Or underrated? I'm going to say overrated like a mother yeah. I think, I think honestly, listen, I'm thinking this, this new generation of kids, they're not going to eat caviar. You know what I'm saying? You don't think so? There's not, I don't think so, man. I think it's a good flex, but in all honesty, I just don't think it's worth the price tag. You know? Yeah? Like, How much it, is caviar? Yeah, I haven't even looked well, it up de- in a while. It depends, man. but like, here's the thing, man. They're, like, I don't think I think it's just like so overhyped and it's and it's and it's crazy because I actually love caviar. But like I'm not going to order it when I go to a restaurant. I'm mm. not going to you know, I'm not going to go out of my way to make a caviar dish. And uh, I think it's overrated, but I think it has its place. But the thing is, is I think too many chefs just use it to upcharge the menu. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Because, you know, it's yeah. eleven dollars per the little thing right now for the cheapest caviar that I can find online. I'm yeah, on Driscoll's but, site right uh, now. But I mean, but you but you know that's fishing row. That's freaking flying fish row. That ain't that ain't yeah. the good stuff, you know? That ain't the good stuff. Uh, you're not paying for that yeah. quality on that one uh, at that part. I think, see, the the first time I've had caviar, an actual good one like sturgeon caviar, was when I staged in New York and they were just not really handing out stuff. But they were like, you guys can use whatever's on the fridge, blah, blah, I saw caviar. I was like, hey, I don't, I don't want to use it, but can I taste it? Because you guys got the primo stuff. They're like, yeah, here you go. Literally slathered it. On top of a, a piece of toast for me, and just I just had it uh, pure, and it was yeah. delicious, delicious. Like it yeah. was umami bomb all together. And I was like, wow, this is what this is what this tastes yeah. like. I've I've never had something this so ridiculous. so. I'm, I'm telling you right now, there's this dish at Saison. Uh, it's a seaweed dish with warm caviar, and I'm telling you, this shit blew my mind, bro. Yeah, you look it up. Just if you just type in Google seaweed uh, caviar, warm warm caviar. Bro, this changed my life, man. I'm telling you. I was like, yo, chef, this is the best dish, caviar dish I've ever had in my life. And it was so good. And I can recreate it. And like, I, I think it's one of the best ways I've had, one of the best pe- preparations for caviar that I've ever had. But mm-hmm. um, I like things like that where it's super intuitive. Um, now, here's the thing. I can't find it. Yeah, it, I, I'll send you a picture, a picture of okay, it. But it, it was so good, man. It was so good. But I, I think I think caviar has a time and a place. But I think like, a good example is like Nick Giovanni when he posted that video on caviar, how he got all that caviar for free and he was trying to hustle it. I want to oh, see yeah, the actual numbers. Whatever. I want to see the numbers of how much caviar he sold. And then it's yeah. funny because you go to people on the streets like, hey, try this caviar. Like I was just like, oh, my God, this is actually a great idea. It's genius. And mm-hmm. I just think like, man, if he paid for all that caviar, oh, rough. Yeah, I I Rough. wouldn't do it. I mean, we don't have Nick Giovanni money, but you know, <laughs> it would nah, be it would be a secure. pretty good flex. Yeah, it would be a pretty good yeah. flex, I guess. Okay. All right, next one. That's rank one. Uh, truffles overrated or underrated? I I know my answer already, but how do you feel about this? Yeah, so I'm gonna say properly rated. Properly. Here's rated. the thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. and here's the thing that comes with a connotation because I'm not gonna lie. At first, I always think they're overrated, but then, you know, man, like my purveyors hooked me up with some. I got a couple of videos of me shaving some truffles and I use it, but like I like to use it for a proper application. I don't like to drown it in truffle oil. I like to shave truffles and uh, like warm them ever so gently, especially like on an omelet or a pizza or a pasta or a risotto. But that's about it, man. I, I think that the problem is, is, you know, importing truffles from France. You know they keep all the good ones in in France, bro. They you know really we do. get the we get this we get the seconds that they say they're the first, but bro, they're not the ones that like I see on my chef friends Instagrams in France. In France, they get the primo, and I totally get it. So I would argue that the Aussie truffles are way better oh, because we get really okay. good ones. Yeah, the Aussie because they're they're priced appropriately. You know they're they're not like you know a thousand dollars a pound. They are freaking you know half the, half the cost, almost better flavor. I would argue. Wow. 
even better yeah. flavor. Now, I, I don't eat too much truffle, so I wouldn't know how that texture. So I'm, I'm going by your taste. Um, absolutely. But if you were, if you were to describe the taste, it's like, it, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to describe that flavor. How would you, if it were on a pasta dish, how would you describe that kind of flavor to somebody so tasting I would it the first like a, time? Yeah, I look, here's the thing. A raw truffle tastes weird. It tastes gross. It tastes like a treat, like you're taking a bite out of a tree. But mm. when you slightly change the temperature, they're like over, over 185 degrees, it's too much. But like under, like, uh, like, man. So here's the best way I can put it. When you create a truffle risotto and put some inside it's totally fine but like when you finish the dish with parmesan and then you lay the truffles on it and then let them warm ever so slightly within a couple minutes you'll get these this beautiful fragrance it's a perfect flavor for truffle mm. and um i would say it's subtle but delicate but also like umami like it has a wonderful umami flavor you know and i just can't stand how many people like use over like I'm not gonna lie, man, and I hate I hate to say this, but like when I was first starting to pop off on TikTok, Truff reached out to me, and they you know they sent me some stuff, oh, but I had like truff? almost com- yeah Truff the Truffle truff sauce. Uh, you know sauce so- the sauce oh, company yeah. Truff yeah they sent me a bunch of stuff and I felt obligated to post a video, but then I dude I opened these packages and I'm just like oh my god these sauces taste like sh- shit they <laughs> dude I'm not gonna lie bro they listen, no holds bar bro. They they send they send them to the wrong one man and I and I will guarantee you any chef with my, my type of palate will agree with me because mm. they need like here's the thing man I I grew up in an era where chefs abuse truffle oil and I was so just about me, to get a truffle was, oil too I'm just like ah I don't like truffle oil yeah well okay but you know it also depends you have to know your demographic like a good example if I'm if I am if I am making truffle popcorn I think that's a good application for truffle oil you know okay, what I'm saying. Okay. You know what I mean? Like a little bit, right? I think, uh, you know, making, if I'm making any like type of truffle bread or a mushroom on crude or whatever, and I'm adding a little truffle, just a touch, like a, like a mm. pinch, it's fine. But in all honesty, truffle hot sauce, it's the marketing is genius. But let me tell you something, man. When I think of hot sauce, I am thinking of Louisiana hot sauces. Oh, I am yeah. thinking of Frank's, Frank's Red Hot. I am not thinking about Classics. a $20 bottle of hot sauce. And here's the thing. Yes, it's an acquired taste, an acquired flavor, but man, I couldn't even taste it. Like I was just like, God damn, I can't get past this fake truffle oil taste. Mm-hmm. And I, w- I, I will also admit that I do like the truffle aioli. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like the truffle aioli, but look, I mean, look how expensive it is. That was $20 a bottle. That's $20 a bottle. I didn't even realize. Damn. I know. I know. And I feel bad for the people that actually buy it because they think it tastes good, but wow. I'm not going to hate on them. You know what I'm saying? Like when you mm-hmm. when you taste it, you see what I'm talking about. Listen, any chef knows spice, spice and truffle is a no no. You you mm-hmm. completely fuck it up unless you're using Correct. fake truffle. And here's the thing they they they've got the market. They're I mean I'm sure they sell bottles, but a lot of these people haven't had the the luxury of tasting real truffles and real truffle dishes, so they don't really know. They just know they're paying for truffle and sauce, right? Yeah. And so you know my hats off to them. They're doing a good marketing, but I I can't stand behind that shit, dude. I couldn't, I can't even do regular truffle, like it, it just, like, so we use, we can only use truffle oil, Chef said it's one of the primo stuff, but no matter what it is, I don't like the, the floral, like, aroma that comes from the, the oil stuff, like, it just, it doesn't matter how expensive you're, it is, I just don't eat, like it. You're, you're eating, you're eating an edible cologne, that's what you're See? eating. Thank you, I'm, and, a, I'm and not like the only one. Yeah, and here's the thing, like. You can add a few, like, you know what I've done in the past, man, which actually works out pretty great is I've added like a few drops to another bottle of neutral oil and had okay. the cooks use that, you know what I'm saying? Because there's been some like, you know, some dishes that, you know, require it, you know what I'm saying? And I totally get it. Like mm. if you want to use it, but it's kind of like, for me, it's kind of like using MSG, right? Like, you know, you, you use MSG in certain applications, but you're not using it for everything, bro. Correct. You do open these bottles and I'm not bashing, I'm not bashing the company. They do a great mm. job with marketing and they, and the product is just not for me, but yeah. to put that shit in pizza sauce, dog, get the fuck yeah, out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get no, the no, fuck no. out of here. Okay. No. All right, bro. The, the fucking, like, I, I, I was going to get it. I wanted to give it a shot. So I tasted them, but man, I oof, can't do it, man. <laughs> can't do it, bro. I could imagine your face. is just like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. But I was, I was really respectful. I was like, Hey, listen, I'm just, I, I hate to be an asshole, but I just really don't like the sauces. 
So, you know, got I'm it. not going to enter this contest that you got going on, but I feel bad because it. it was uh, totally fine. I think they appreciate the honesty more so than anything. Like I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't back it up if I didn't, you know, like the product or yeah. anything like that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't preach it. Um, that's why yeah. I'm asking you all the questions. Like I, like the truffle thing, I, I've never really fully tasted like a French truffle. I wouldn't know that flavor. Yeah. You probably had cause we're in Michelin restaurants. I think it's worth it. Yeah. I, th- I think it's worth it to get it from a reputable restaurant, but just know that you're going to pay, you're going to pay a lot where, you know, you pay by the ounce or the gram and that's what sucks. You know what I'm saying? Because you're going to pay a lot of money and I, and I don't think it's, but I think it's properly rated anyway. When it's thousands by the pound. Yes. You're going to fucking pay for that. Like, yeah, it's not expensive. That's, okay. Yeah. Um, U eight scallops or U 10 scallops dry packed or not dry packed or scallops in general, overrated, underrated. I'm going to say underrated. Yes. Thank you. I was going to say right. underrated. I'm, I'm going to say underrated and uh, you know, the reason why is because scallops are such a beautiful thing. And the fact that mm. you can, you eat them raw and you eat them cooked. And I think people just need to know, like, especially with, with scallop dishes. And, and I think that's the one thing that the U S has that is like, it's the creme de la creme. I mean, are you mm. 10 scallops that come out of Maine? Dude, arguably, arguably the best in the world. Delicious. Some of, Straight yes. up gross. And, yep. and, and I, I've had the opportunity of working when I worked at Alinea, we got the scallops like, still clacking still oh, wow. snapping and the same thing at same thing when i worked uh for wolfgang putt same thing mm-hmm. scallops scallops super lively we get them direct light and they're a beautiful thing but a lot of people don't like really like them you know they don't think they're getting their money's worth and i totally yeah. get it but my, i think they're underrated my one thing at the restaurant because we not necessarily undercook it because you can eat the shit raw like we specifically cook it just to temp to make sure like it's yeah. preserved to its pristine thing. And most of the times, like we'll, we'll have some of the, um, the customers or the guests come out to the window. Cause you can see our kitchen actually. Um, they can come yeah. in and say hi, whatever. They're like, Hey chef, you know, the scallops, uh, was it just a little under? We're like, no, we actually, we specifically hook it to that temp. So you get the, the most yeah. optimal use for it. Um, especially when you're drinking your wine or whatever into the dish. Um, it's supposed to be done that way. It's not, it's not over or under. It's, it's just supposed to be right. They're like, oh, we've yeah. never actually had it that way. And we're trying to explain yeah, to them. You, like, you know what? You should, you should ask, you should tell the servers when they're serving that dish that mm. it's a precursor. You know, say, Correct. say, uh, you know, hey, chef likes to cook the scallops to mid rare. Just say mid rare. Mm. Everybody can, they can put a name to the temperature. Yes. Uh, just want to make sure you're okay with that. Because honestly, if you do cook them past mid rare, you can get away with medium. But if you cook them past medium, they're going to be like rubber bands and rubber. they're also going to taste like, like overcooked seafood. And that's the yeah. worst. It's gummy. I, I I don't like that texture yeah. at all. Um, yeah, it's like rubber bands. It's yeah. two of the worst textures. Uh, one, okra. Two, over overused. <laughs> <laughs> overused gummy. Uh, I can't. I yeah. can't do it. But yeah, definitely underrated. Um, um, what you call that? Item ingredients that we use. We use utens at our restaurant and dry packed. Yeah. For dry people pack, that don't know, yeah. don't know what dry the packed best. and the the other stuff is, they they specifically. Um, they let it dry out in like a like a linen bag, pretty much, and just let yep. the, all the all the stuff ooze out of it. Um, and yeah. you pay for a little more for it because you know they're they're taking the time to to get rid of that stuff. Okay, and then yeah, finally, I, I, I got one last one: uh, lobster. Yep. Overrated, mm. underrated. Overrated for say, me right away. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna say overrated. You know. Lobster is like, man, they like the cockroaches of the sea. And here's, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing, man. Like I've worked with lobster so much. I remember posting a video on my Instagram and, uh, and it was me killing a lobster. And I remember people were freaking out and I'm like, dude, you you don't understand. We got to have, this is there. It's like pest control down there in the ocean. You know what I mean? Like straight up. But I've seen the lobster prices fluctuate so much. But mm. I, I don't consider it. I don't consider it a luxury item. I don't. You know what I'm saying? I don't either. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like I'll take and, um, uh, I'll take UA shrimps over um, any any fucking lobster any day. Like I really actually, would. you know what? That's a that yeah. That you're 100 percent right. And I would also take um, Santa Barbara spot prawns. I remember spot having prawns. You know, yep. Yeah, Santa like dude here in California, we get these Santa Barbara spot prawns that are absolutely amazing. They mm. are so sweet, so delicious. I personally like to eat them raw, but usually we just lightly grill them. 
but yeah. you know, you don't get that much meat as you would with a lobster. So people feel right. it's undervalued. And I'm like, you know what? But not only is it local, these just taste better. Like the, the, the water is sweet. I mean, it's just so, so much better, man. So I would have to okay. say lobster overrated. How do you feel about langoustine then though? Or like crawfish? I love lang- I love, yeah, I love langoustine. I used to get them shipped from Ireland, actually, that were really good from um, Makuni Wild Harvest. And okay. they, they used to come in. It was funny because they used to come in the cardboard, cardboard box like this, like with their claws up. It was really yeah. cool. But um, I love langoustine. The only thing is you have to process them very fast, just like spot Very prawns. fast. Really you, fast. You got to process them right away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ain't no ain't no hang out in the fridge for a day or two. They go, they go bad fast. It's like that day of, like literally we'll make a special if we be like, I have uh-huh. 15 of these today. It's selling today. It can't go into yep. tomorrow. If tomorrow goes, it's just not, just not feasible altogether. Yeah. Okay, then that's it. Not nothing too crazy. That's, that I think that was a fairly easy first round on the overrated versus under. Obviously, yeah. we'll get some more. And I, if anybody wants to comment in and you know give us some suggestions, I'll plug it into the list. I, absolutely, that way we can talk about yeah. it. But it's hey, you know, um you know what I wanted you know what I wanted to dive into was that one question it was the I forgot to send it to you I feel like an asshole or did I send you a screenshot no the the um the kitchen did. culture but I don't remember I don't have it yeah I can't blow it up on it because I, I I didn't put it up if you don't mind if you can just read no, it no that's okay discuss it well I have it on it. my uh, it's on my cell phone I'm using my cell phone but okay. I remember it so basically it was asking let's talk about this though. Kitchen okay. culture. How do you think kitchen culture has changed over the last couple of years, let's say five years, um, yeah. compared to what it used to be like? I don't know about you, but I was raised in a kitchen where it was nasty. Yeah, Chefs were nasty. Mm-hmm. Chefs, especially sous chefs, dude, I used to get my shit kicked in. And mm-hmm. for no reason, for dumb shit. Like I remember, mm-hmm. especially working at Cafe Blue, I remember coming in and my mise en place was all fucked up. And it was somebody sabotaging me. It wasn't like, you know, some friendly banter. It was somebody sabotaging yeah. and making me work three times as hard. I remember That's getting cursed at, yelled at. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember telling myself as a chef, like, I was like, you know, when I become a leader, I am not going to treat people like this because I can Correct. get the same job done without making somebody feel like shit, you know? Yeah. Especially when they're trying their hardest. And um, I was, I was raised in the same kitchen. Like my, um, my first kitchen was actually an Asian kitchen and the lady that was teaching me how to, um, I don't know if you had any training with like proper training of a saute walk, like how to actually like toss yeah. it. Like it's, it's just not a little a, bit. It's not a flip motion, right? It's, it's more of a, you're letting the food roll and your, uh-huh. your arm becomes like a piston. Like it just, okay. It, it rotates. And then your, yeah. your non-dominant hand, it's mostly your spatula. You're, you're smacking the rice. And I couldn't get that motion for the life of me. And she would always just like, you're doing it wrong. Smack literally would smack me with the other spatula. Um, on my arms, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you, you fucking kidding Yo. me, bro? This lady's like four foot. Go, don't give a shit. She's like, you're doing it wrong. Do it again. I'm like, I f- do it again. Literally, do it again. I would do the dance, you know. And then the, our the ranges. I don't know if you knew this. To turn on the the fire, the flame. It's all. It's a knee motion. So you raise your knee up to turn the burner okay. on and off. And you do that constant dance the entire time. You're tossing, going, reduce the heat. Going back, back and forth for the life of you. If you're not used to that, dude, <laughs> damn, dude, so that's tough. crazy. But I believe so it. Tough. But 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 let's talk about let's talk about nowadays. I think nowadays you can't get away with that shit. Everybody has a cell phone. Everybody yeah. everybody, listen. They will go to the labor board so quick, especially in mm-hmm. California. And, and and I'll be honest, man. Like you, you know what changed my perception was when I worked in a union environment. So okay. uh, working in a union environment was very rough because I came from a French kitchen. And, um, you know, I'm going to be honest, it was rough, rough first 30, 40 days Wow. until I realized, until I realized, yeah, because like there would be, so here's the thing, here's the thing. This is what got me. So working in a union kitchen, um, the cooks are like, I remember my first night, I'll never forget this. The cooks wrapped up the food. Okay. And put it, put it inside the fridge. And then they walked off the line, all of them together. And I'm like, wait, hold up. You're not going to clean your station. Like. So I start, I start going to town, my guy. Start going to town, and then the other sous chef grabs me. He's like, "Hey, listen, you can't. They, they're not responsible for cleaning their station." And I'm like, "What? I'm like, what kind of bullshit?" Yeah, and he's like, "No, it's not their <laughs> it's job. It's on. the steward's job. It's the steward's job to clean what? the kitchen, including the state, the station, the stainless." So 
in retrospect, it's you're taking the job away from the steward. So anyway, before wow. I went off the deep end, I was like, I can't work in this restaurant. That's ridiculous. The cooks need yeah. to clean up after themselves. I remember taking so much pride in cook cleaning after my shit. You mm. know what I'm saying? But anyway, I digress. Um, you know, I learned later on that you know everybody had their specific jobs or whatever. Like here's a good example: in, union, in a union property, if me as the chef, if I spill something, right? Technically, I don't have to pick it up. You know what I'm saying? But of course, what? I would. I would. I would pick it what up. What is this yeah, life? But, what is going on? Right yeah. Now? T- but technically, it's the steward's job. You know, if I were to say, "Hey, can you clean this up?" That's their job to clean it up. Obviously, I wouldn't do that, and nobody else would. But that's just a, that's just like that is exactly what a union jo- uh, property is about. And so, um, you know, I had a really problem. I had a really hard problem digesting this, and it was so funny because, you know, it's either you f- you roll with it or you just try to figure out how to, you know, like you have to figure out how to manage, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. it's it extremely, like, but it taught me, look, it taught me how to be a better manager and make people want to work for me opposed to being the one that they fear, you know? And yeah, it changed, yeah, it changed yeah. the game for me. Yeah. Do you, you know, you know what I mean? And like, that's crazy, man. But at the same time, it, it really changed my perspective on how to lead a kitchen. Well, on my, on my exec days at the corporate uh, restaurant that we did, um, we, we, you know, we had a, we had a whole PR team. We had all HR and stuff. We opened our policy, et cetera. Like wh- whatever you can think of right now, it's actually like that. But in terms of managing the cooks, I think even the older cooks, um, were kind of spiting the younger cooks, in my opinion. And I, and I happen to be like the middle to like, Hey, you, you can't, you can't say shit like that. It's like the younger kids. Like I, I know you've been in it in the business for like 40 years, but you can't be just like, you're my bitch today. You're doing this X, Y, Z, treating them like <laughs> hold crap. My pocket. I get, I get it. Hold, you know, that, hold my pocket. <laughs> that's what they've done in their, in their, um, tenure. And I get it and I understand it. But at the same time, I was like, yeah, that's, that's not the way the game is, uh, nowadays. And this was like about six years ago. Yeah. About six, seven years ago. Um, when I was exec and it's, I can only assume how it is now. Like I, even in the current restaurant we're working in, like no raised voices, everybody, you know, cordial because I, I don't think there's a place for that anymore in a, in a current kitchen, um, yeah. environment at all, period. Like, I don't think people should talk to other humans like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, you know what, you know what else? I, I don't, do you have any kids? I do not know. Okay. But like, you know what else changed my, changed the game for me was once I had my first child. Um, okay. you know, uh, so basically I treat my, co-workers and employees just like like, a like not, not like kid but like here's my here's my um my point you would never fire your kid you want to do what it takes to build them up no matter what it takes and provide more value than they provide for you correct after that after that I, i'm telling you man i became such a good leader man like you know like in in, in case this, this is the thing man i i remember like i don't see, have kids yet chico <laughs> Dan, Casey, you still don't have kids <laughs> but like here's the thing man like when i was when i was growing up i would and i was growing up in the industry i would never ask for a saturday off i wouldn't ask for days off i wouldn't ask for a vacation and mm. now it's different bro people asking look i had cooks fighting over who was gonna go to coachella on wow. saturdays wow I had, I had i had cooks want to take off the weekend so they could wait outside at Foot Locker to get the new jordans you know what i'm wow. saying and i'm like what i'm like you you want to do what and I'm like, well, okay, here's the thing. Let me let me provide value for I'm like, listen, all four of you can't take off, but two of you can take off. And then the you know, you guys buy the shoes for the other two. You know what I'm saying? And then uh-huh. you switch. You know, that's the that's the freaking deal. And same thing, man. I remember uh like this is this is the story I'll never forget. Uh when I was in Vegas on Saturday night, I was working at Spot Las Vegas and all my Latinos wanted to go to a San Vicente concert that was in Caesar's Palace. And I'm like, and I, I was stuck, dude, because, you know, I had six of them, yeah, six yeah, yeah. of my, you know, and they, and they, they grind so hard for me too, man. And, <laughs> and like, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm like, all y'all take off. All you what? guys take off. Okay. Yeah. All you guys take off. And me and the other two sous chefs are going to work the line Saturday night busy. I worked the grill wow. and saute. And then some, and then my other chef worked the pasta station and fish station. And then we had one expediting and um, it was rough, dude. It was rough. Yeah. But you know what? The amount of respect that I got from them for letting them have that one night, all of them, they all got drunk. Uh, my man Lupe did show up to work the next day on Sunday. 
I was like, what? I was like, where's Lupe at? I know y'all all together. Bro, it was crazy, man. He was still in the hotel room, man, at like 2.30 wow. at night. Yeah, 2.30 in the afternoon. Mm. But it was funny because I got a lot of respect. But I think nowadays it's different. I think for cooks, it's what's important is I always, and I know this is kind of against the rules in HR, but it's always good to know what's going on in somebody's personal life yes. before you put the business first. And it's like this this gray area. You don't want to be too invested into their business and to their personal mm. life. But you want to you want to know enough to connect with them and actually give a shit about them. You know what yeah. I mean? Everybody has problems, man. You know, and like it's like I think care, it's important. You as- want to care for your cooks, like I, I totally understand. Yeah. Like, I had at one point, I had twenty one on the staff uh, in my entire back mm-hmm. house, and on a busy on a Saturday, on a Friday, Saturday, I would have seventeen of them on those days. So the other four uh, would rotate in uh, dishwashers, other line cooks, whatever. Um, and you know, during whenever they won't take off, I'm like, well. We're going to do 30 grand tonight, FYI. Um, however, what if I can get you out, I don't know, f- three hours earlier tonight? Would that be sufficient? And, you know, they they would they would cherish that. Even though we're so smacked, I would stay over for them. But in the same likeness, if it's slow, they would come up to me. I'm like, oh, I don't know, like a fucking lunch or some shit. And they know it's like like my next day off or something. They're like, chef, we got this. Go home. Like literally my cooks. Yeah. They would kick me out. Yeah. I was like, you know what? That's dope. I appreciate you guys. So whoever is the the lead line for that for that day, he would manage whatever, et cetera. And then I would bounce a little earlier for the yeah. day. So it's like, you know, tit for tat kind of thing. I totally understand. Yeah. And you have to care about yeah. your cooks. Like you can't until, be just until you until you get to, until you get to holidays. Holidays are the worst though. <laughs> Yo, what holidays was your busiest worst, days? Man. Let me ask you that. What was your busiest? Oh, holiday? well it depends. It depends, man, because like in the in the restaurant business and hotel business, it's always Thanksgiving, but Christmas, man, would just get crushed. Yeah. New Year's, I would get crushed. Like even more and, so? Um, what? Like, uh, to give uh, you yeah. perspective, New, in numbers, New, my, New um, you know, my, uh, my Mother's Day, we would do 47 grand just for that one fucking day. Mother's Day is my busiest day. Yeah. Uh, Christmas will yeah. only be like 37 not, I mean, I'm I'm winking at it. Like, 30, oh, only made yeah. thirty seven thousand a day, but how is how would that compare to your numbers for Christmas or New Year's? Yeah, Which one would be busy? Crazy. Well, you got to remember when I was at Hotel Bel Air, man. We, you know, this was a fourteen million dollar operation. So, like, <laughs> it it was it was and, and like at hotels, man, it's crazy because like it's go time. Whenever it's a holiday, it's go time. And I'm not gonna lie, as I get older, you know, that, that time with my kids, man, is it's not, I'm gonna miss it. So I've been really, really pushing harder on getting those days off, but it's it's hard in our industry, you know? It really is. Yeah, hard. I can't get a Saturday off or a Sunday, you know, especially with a position. You, you um, know what? I don't, yeah, I don't really care about the weekends anymore, but I really care about um, the, 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 the holidays that my wife cares about. So that's my kids' <laughs> birthdays. Got it, got it. And that's cr- that's Christmas and yes, and yes, yes, yes. also her birthday and it's been Thanksgiving's been creeping up on me. Yeah. Know? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I guess we each their own. I guess the only you know anniversary would be the ones I would take off. Um, my yeah, wife's she, birthday. I mean, we would take off. Yeah. She. Yeah. She. Yeah. She. She doesn't. She only cares about like my kid's birthday. Our anniversary is special and we do do stuff for our anniversary. But what we usually do is like, we don't plan on that exact day. We'll do something around that day. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. My wife would be like, no, you're taking a weekend off. I'm like, okay, I'll, uh, I'll put the request. Yeah. Let me, let me, let me, yeah, let me, let me, let me uh, work on that for you. (laughs) That's what you you just got to say. Yes, chef. And keep it moving. Oh my goodness. But yeah, man. Um, I, I wanted I wanted to uh, to get your opinion on this. So um, we we yeah. follow current food trends and stuff. I got this article uh, out of the interwebs. Uh, it was posted two days ago. So I'm gonna pull up into the screen. Have you heard of this? This pizza vending machine uh, company will begin 2021 rollout of machines across the U.S. and it's called Basil Street. So it's oh. it's essentially a whole pizza maker in a vending machine. Um, and it's, uh, it's already launched some places in California, Texas, North Carolina, and Nevada were the first, uh, first states to kind of test it out. Uh, APK, uh, is their kind of okay. thing. And the pizzas start from four or five dollars to fifteen dollars. 
I mean, listen, you know what? Like, it's inevitable, man. Machines are taking over Cook's work. You've seen that new, the, fr- the fry machine. You've seen the, see the, the fryer fry machine. machine. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the robot fryer machine that is mm-hmm. very, very effective. I mean, listen, how many, how many times you got to tell a cook to drop the fries and they always fucking forget? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, listen, like I told, I totally get it. You pay 14 grand for this machine, you put it under CapEx in your PL. You know what I'm saying? And it saves you a body, a human body that doesn't need yeah. days off, that doesn't need, you know, vacation, that doesn't need to only work 40 hours a week. Like, I hate to say it, but like, I don't know about you, but when I used to have to manage the overnight shift, bro, nightmare. Yeah. Nightmare. Compl- Night- so, overnight shift is so crazy. <laughs> yeah, dude. But l- listen, I'm not opposed to this pizza machine because I like tech and I like innovation, but yeah. it'll never replace an experience that chef will give you with food. Of course. Of you know course. what I'm saying? So this will all, it'll be its own category. That's fine. But just think about this McDonald's, Burger King, Taco Bell, like, come on, man. Like, you know, these are, these are all categorized in their own section of food. Mm. And here's the thing, man. Like if you, if you know what actual food tastes good, you, you won't go to these places. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, uh, like be honest, like don't be wrong. There's some things that I like. And like my kid loves happy meals. Loves mm. happy meals, but like, dude, you know, food, food is trending in a, in a way where I truly believe people are more concerned with what they're putting in their body. Right. Got it. I understand you. Completely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I that's do. my personal opinion. I'm not opposed to the tech. I'm not opposed to the vending machine, but I'll tell you what, it's not going to replace a real pizza that you would get in Jersey. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You yeah. know what I'm talking about. It ain't going to replace do. that New York style pizza. It's going to, yeah. it's going to be the one that you, it's going to be like the pizza you get at the movie theater. <laughs> Already the preset. They, they just, they just put yeah. it in the oven and all it goes, oh my God. I'm not opposed yeah. to it. Like I'd fuck up. I'd fuck up a pizza right now, Brandon. Like I'm at the house. Yeah. Like if I'm outside, yeah. I can't cause you know, the, the, uh, the lactose just creeps up on me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. <laughs> Shit, you're right, bro. I, I don't even take a risk. I, we ordered pizza for my kids the other day, and I'm like, dude, I want to eat this so bad. But one, I'm on like trying to watch my weight. But two, I'm like, dude, I don't want, I don't want to pay for it. Like, yeah. it's just too much heartburn. And it's, it's I'll never hurt. admit it, man. But I'm lactose intolerant, bro. I'll never admit it. But huh? I, I know, know you are. I know it. Ninety percent of the world is. <laughs> so it's not. It's, it's a commonplace yeah. thing. I'm lactose intolerant, so I, I, I don't. I don't often. Um, yeah, I don't fuck with it. If I'm at the house, though, I will. I'll mess it up. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. I'll as long as I'm at home and I got the next day off, I'm fine. Yeah. All right. Well, as we do end, um, it, it should be it should be like the main thing that I think we should focus on, especially in kitchens, to have a better quality of work and a better quality of life. However, we can get to yeah. that, I think, would be the most efficient. Because yeah, I, I think the 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 best format uh, we're still kind of toying with it. The the current uh, the current restaurant I'm working for only open five days a week, off Monday Tuesday. Yeah, um, everybody literally has two days off. Like there's no uh, contest yeah. about it. Um, when we're all under, we're all working. You know, everybody's in it. Um, and then you just have you you come to work, you have a good time, and then you bounce. I think that's like the best way to go about it. I don't know how to do that on a seven day, uh, restaurant that's open just yet. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I think when we get to that, I think that would be the most efficient way. Um, yeah. You, you know what? I like what Europe's doing. And there's a couple of chefs in, in Sweden and uh, Germany that are doing it and they're doing a four day work week. Four day work and week. Wow, you, wow, wow. Yes. Four 10 hour shifts. And I'm like, dude, you know what? This is, this is it, money. Like, mm. this is it. Like, you actually have a life. Because think about it. Your first day off, you're just trying to, like, not be a zombie. Correct. And then the then the second day, you're active. You're doing what you got to do. But then the third day, you got to go back to work. But if you had that third day off, great, man. It's amazing. So you think like um, four days would be more efficient than if you were just to... Well, well yeah, yeah. Here's the, are, you a, are you lunch and dinner or just dinner only? Just dinner. I'm just dinner. Yeah. So, so the idea is, is basically... You open for lunch Friday and Saturday. You know what I'm saying? To cover oh, the income for you. the lost day. Yeah, you open up for two services. So basically, you have a staggered amount of cooks. Like I'm, I'm telling you right now, if I were to open a restaurant, I would, I would, I would definitely change the game. I would do it differently. You know what I mean? Mm. One, I would have a, I would have a, I would have a lower end cafe 
slash bistro or whatever that's, you know, mm-hmm. to go lunches, shit that's going to make me money, right? But then I would have my high-end 12-seat fucking Michelin-focused restaurant. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's the way I would roll because then you, you could create a, you know, you could create a workforce that makes sense. You yes. know I would have a separate building for prep and, uh, you know, separate from execution. How many, you know what makes me so mad is like in restaurants, I used to get so mad when the prep cooks and the lunch, uh, the, the prep and the, um, the service gets so like tangled up. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's my one pet peeve too. You're like, uh, like, let's say you're open for an entire day. So your lunch service, you, let's say you get wrecked. Let's say you do like fucking 10,000 that, that lunch. Now you're trying to play catch up from lunch into yep. dinner service at like 4 p.m. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm, I'm going to get fucked even more. Um, worst yeah, feeling yeah. in the world. Worst so, feeling in the world. So that's why I would argue that you need the prep kitchen needs to be separate from the actual um, restaurant, like the, the main kitchen. Okay. Like you need to have a, you need to have it like close by, obviously. Like the walk in is, is centrally located. But you need to have your prep crew in a separate area. So that way there's no connect. Like, because I'm telling you right now, that is the biggest thing where I realize you waste so much time when everybody comes in they're all trying to get around each other. They're all in the walk in mm. like, dude, rough. Wow. Oh, wow. Maybe that's something we can, we can talk about too, because like I, my, my longest dream is my own restaurant, but I want to yeah. focus on to go. I want a small footprint. I only, I only want to work five days. I want to push as much as I can at to go kind of aspect. How can I yeah. do that and still stay on budget? You know, that, that's yeah. my, that's my current challenge right now for the past 16 years. <laughs> yeah, dude, but, I, I'm, I'm with you, man. You should look into cloud kitchens, man, for sure. Yeah. Cloud I've, kitchens looked, is, I've looked into yeah, that too. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know what I, I don't know. I just said I'm indecisive. Yeah. I need to do some more. Well, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm telling you right now, man, I should link you up with my brother, man. Cause like the cloud kitchen is a great model. The only thing is, is like, you have to have a nailed down location, definitely metropolitan city, because if not, you, you need to make money. You Correct. know, I don't know how, I don't know how Jersey, you know, well, I do know, but San Francisco over here is doing so crazy numbers, bro. Crazy mm. numbers. Yeah, you guys but, are like the prime yeah. model for, for something like well, that, man. Where, you know, that's where I was born. All these startups here, man, in Silicon Valley, it's ridiculous, man. There's, Casey, there's so much money out here. You have no idea. But the problem <laughs> is the cost of the cost of living is absolutely it's so ridiculous. High. Yeah, it's so high. It's ridiculous, man. Uh, I could only, like, like this, I could only this house I live in now, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a three bedroom, three bedroom, two bath. Okay. With a two car garage. But I mean, listen, it's $4,200 a month. You know what I'm saying? What? Yes. Yes, it cost me five grand a month just to live. Damn, guy. just to pay for the house, bro. That's what I'm saying. So it's like you know, it, it's expensive, man. Wow. And the worst part about it is, you know, we, you know, I, my wife and I, you know, she takes care of the kids full time. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because childcare is just too much. It's no point just having her work to like <laughs> to pay for childcare. It's stupid. Uh, so, wow, wow. Brandon, if you don't mind, if you can give one one final tip for our up and coming yeah. uh, culinaries, um, send them off with a good positive or a negative note, whatever you decide. Yeah, um, that way. Um, well, you know what? You know what? I get a lot, I always get a lot of questions on like how I get started. Where do I start? Okay. Do I need culinary school? And I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. My number one piece of advice is go work in a restaurant. Doesn't matter how you get in there. Food runner, busboy, dishwasher. Porter, it doesn't matter. Get your foot in the door. Make it clear to the manager what your goal is. And I'm telling you, that's the best way to do it. I see so many people and so many young cooks, they overthink shit. It's like, oh my God, I need this chef knife. I need these tongs. I need all these tools. I need to watch these videos. No. Mm-hmm. Go straight to a restaurant. There, th- Right now is the best time to get a job in a restaurant because everybody is struggle city right now trying to find employees. Yes. Unless you're a good company and then you're already filled up. But I'm telling you right now, go work in a restaurant. Don't commit to anything else. Don't like, listen, if you go to work and you need a knife and a peeler, okay, great. Go, go buy it, but only buy what you need. You don't, a lot of people think they need a boning knife, paring knife, a slicing knife, a Damascus steel 32 layer shipped from Japan, $500 (laughs) custom initial knife. Nah, bro. No, you don't. No, it, it is. And honestly, I'm telling you. 
uh, a lot of young cooks, man, I get hit up in the DMs all the time. I'm like, yo, go work in a restaurant. Figure out your favorite restaurant in the area and go apply at any level. And I'm telling you, you know, once your foot's in the door, if you're a good worker and you're good, you can pretty much choose wherever you want to work. You say, hey, yes. chef, I want to I be in the kitchen. I know I'm a food runner right now, but I want to be in the kitchen. You know, I mean, that's that's exactly what I did for my first job. I had to lie and say I, I had experience. I didn't. And I remember I worked at, a, well, this wasn't my first job, but like my second job, I worked at a Baja Fresh. Ooh. And uh, yeah, back in the day too, I was like, I was like uh, 15, I was in high school. And, um, and they were like, hey, do you know how to work the grill? And I was like, yes. No yes. idea, bro. No idea. Had no <laughs> fucking clue. And I was chopping vegetables, chopping the peppers. And I remember just like, hey, and thank God I had some knife skills at that time. So it really set me apart from everybody else. But I think that's my number one advice. Don't worry about anything else except for getting a job in a restaurant. Then you will figure it out from there. there You'll go. be like, okay, this sucks. Okay, this is great. You know? Awesome. Just get started into the building. Get your foot in. Yeah. Um, get your foot in. And then just moving on. Like, hopefully your drive supersedes what you can imagine because it's a lot of head game to you like oh i don't know if chefs like this blah blah yeah. but just just keep at it i think you'll be you'll be just fine yeah if anything, and, you, and, you, and you know what and and i apply that i apply that with new things in life so my you know my thing is even with investing and trying a, a couple other things man, i'm taking a lot of risks only because i'm you know i know i can recover from it but if you're you know if you're young and you're out there right now to take time to take risks while your overhead mm-hmm. is not that much Trust me, as a married man, father of two, I take calculated risks. Whereas when I, in my twenties, I just went for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a married yeah. man, no kids, so still not calculated. Just going. <laughs> yeah. Does your Does your wife work though? She's um she's a surgical tech, so she's a nurse ish. Oh, she okay. works at a, nice. Yeah, she she makes the dough. I um I yeah, joke with everybody. Right. I joke with everybody. Yeah. I married my wife because she had uh, the best health insurance. <laughs> yeah, right. Yo, that I, fact that dude. I know. Um, but yeah, man. Other than that, no too crazy. No, 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 no kids, kids anytime soon. No, I would like to. However, I do have a kid. Uh, he's four years old. He lives in a freezer uh, in a fridge. Rather, he's my sourdough starter. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Kept him alive for four years, bro. I make bread, you know. Um, yeah. Oh, but, yeah. All right. I've been I've been at it for a while. Um, I have a little journey that I, I'm documenting myself. But on another day, I'll tell you all about it. His name is Francisco, okay. and he's not from San nice. Francisco. He's just um, <laughs> that's just what I named him. But regardless, um, like I used uh, like I say, um, stay safe, be crazy, uh, do what you got to do, but just do it well. That's all. That's all I can say from uh, from yeah. both of us. Um, you can follow. Brandon, all his uh, links down below. TikTok Chef Authorized. All his links literally will be on the description so you can check us all out. But uh, if you want to nice. get in touch with me, uh, ask Chef Salty at gmail.com. Any comments, anything whatsoever, any questions, we would love to uh, hear back from you. And all the videos and everything else on MP3, on any streaming, and on YouTube at Chef Salty Pork Podcast. But other than that, from Brandon and myself, 